operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, we are back and better than ever. As always, I am Rock, by my side, riding shotgun on this podcast, Steven. The current keeper of the pug. You, oh, and now she's gone. <laughs> and, yeah, the, the, it, indeed. Um, Steven, where, where'd she go? Oh, she's, no, no, go, go. <laughs> okay, sorry for that little technical difficulty here, but the pug was trying to eat something. Uh, <laughs> as, as she is... As she is wont to, to do, do Stephen, right? That's kind yeah. of her thing, isn't it? Is there, that, no. What are we going to do about her? She, look at her. She is so mad at me, Stephen. Oh, she's just irritated with me right now. <laughs> she's like, how dare you, Dad? Uh, oh, poor Coco. Oh, well. Anyhow, uh, Stephen, this week, yes. Comic Book Revolution podcast, I figured we'd tackle a few, uh, a few of the uh, news articles floating around the interwebs. How does that sound? It sounds like what we usually do. <laughs> Indeed, and as always, uh, Stephen is totally in the dark as to what I'm going to throw at him. Mm-hmm. And, but we like to get Stephen's on-the-fly reactions to things. It's much more entertaining that way, at least for me. <laughs> and what's more important than what's entertaining for you? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, as always, you can check out um, all of our reviews and such over at the comicbookrevolution.com. That's comicbookrevolution.com. Steven, you know Kevin has been furiously posting reviews. Mm-hmm. He's got several good ones up this week, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Kevin did uh, did post a review for one of the comics we'll be reviewing this week, Extermination. Yes, I saw that one. Uh, numero quattro. Mm-hmm. And we've also got this week from... Let's see, what else does Kevin have up on the website this week? He did Extermination number four... He also dropped one for Daredevil 610 as well. So, and then of course, he also did a little uh, top comic book moments for October of 2018. Yep. Good article, definitely worth reading. Yes. I like checking out Kevin's top comic book moments. They're always entertaining. <laughs> always. This is Steven. Yes. Where can everyone find you on Twitter? You can find me at President Glover. Find all my um, not articles because I'm lazy and only do the podcast. <laughs> uh, that is true. You can find me on Twitter as well, Rock2K's Revolution. And you can check out Comic Book Revolution's Twitter page as well, at CB Revolution. All right, Steven. If, you can t- if that pug will give you a chance to talk. <laughs> Uh, We got a few things from the world of comics and quite a few things from the world of movies and streaming services. I mean, Disney. Right. I mean, you know, now that, Steven, now that Disney owns Marvel Comics, Marvel Studios, and Lucasfilm, they pretty much just dominate when when you have, like, comic book topics Uh, to discuss. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, they're just all over the place, aren't they? That's fair. I mean, it it is fair when you buy, all they have to do next is buy, like, G.I. Joe and Transformers from Hasbro, (laughs) and we, I mean, my goodness. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm waiting for Hasbro to get purchased by Disney. I really thought that was going to happen by now. That's what I thought they were going to do. They swerved everyone by doing uh, 
Lucasfilm instead. But I really have been waiting for them to buy Hasbro. It just makes sense. Hasbro makes toys. Yeah. Disney has a lot of toys, right, and merchandise. And what would be better for Disney than to bolster their um, their products with maybe some more boy-oriented products like Transformers and G.I. Joe because Disney is really heavy with girl products. Yeah. So it'd be, it kind of makes sense to ba- balance things out just a little bit. Yeah. Anyhow, from the – oh, what is this dog doing? Look at that, Stephen. Once again, she found <laughs> what I hid from her. This toy that I hid from her, she managed to go behind my back and find it. <laughs> you know, when we when we launch the Comic Relation podcast on video, mm-hmm. people will be delighted by my Coco, Coco the Pug. Indeed. <laughs> the official dog of the bunker here at the Revolution. Right. Um, so, from DC Comics, Stephen. Yes. There was an article. Mm-hmm. And it talked about the Titans... TV show on DC streaming service. Yes. Now, have you you've not seen that yet at all, have you? No. All right. So I haven't watched it. I I am going to set some time. I've been I've been meaning to do this, but I'm going to set some time aside this week. I'm going to finally watch this show because I feel like it's, I, I I can't comment fairly on it until I've watched it. The the trailers just are, that's not fair. Sure. So I really want to watch it. I mean, look, I'm setting expectations low. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks a bit cheesy. Yeah. But still, you never know. It, it could turn out to be pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, they, were, they had an interview with the actor Alan Richson, who plays Hank Hall, known as Hawk. Mm-hmm. And he talks about why audiences are just drawn to gritty superhero media. <laughs> oh, and he really went into what dark and gritty means and, and how important it is. And he says that he thinks fans want to see superheroes that are so broken that it gives the viewers hope that we all feel broken and we're all broken and getting a chance to escape to a world where we recognize ourselves on the screen, I guess the broken heroes, and then see the potential to do something great gives us hope. And that... He acknowledges it's become a little cliche these days to be, quote, oh, it's darker and grittier, end quote. Um, (laughs) You could say that. (laughs) But he goes, look, the fact is, you know, when people say something's a little darker, like with the Harry Potter movies and they got a little darker, that, you know, people get more excited to see it. Uh, I don't know, Stephen, about that. Um, I think that, you know, he... He, he goes on like, you know, he doesn't like the word darker. He, he prefers to view it as more of exploring the human condition in a way that scrapes off the scab, the scab of the stuff that other people are afraid to talk about. That's a, that's a lot of words, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I don't know, Stephen. I, I got to say, darker and grittier has been around since The Watchmen and Dark Knight Returns in 86. This is nothing yeah. new. In the comics, this is, yeah. This is nothing new, okay? We've, we've been dealing this post-Watchmen and Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Back in '86, yeah, and to to say that gritty, dark and gritty superhero media is superior and more compelling, I think, mm. is also not true. I'm not mm. saying that it can't be. Yeah. Of course, it not can necessarily. be, mm-hmm. but I don't think it has to be the only path to take. I don't think it has to be the default setting either. I don't see that. I think you can have a really good superhero story that is not dark and gritty at all. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, it's. I, I mean, it's it's strange that the the two comics from that time period that we always talk about are the ones that are the dark and gritty ones and um, identity crisis and stuff like that, that are darker and heavier. Those are the ones that people seem to really love to talk about. And there was other ones, of course, but those ones seem to get more attention. So I think maybe that's what he's looking at. It's like, well, everybody loves Watchmen. Everybody loves the Dark Knight Returns. It must be because blah, blah, blah. They're not talking about, you know, uh, siege or... <laughs> Right, fear itself. There must right. be talking about this. original sin, original sin. Oh, but and civil war was a lot and, more realistic yep. than other ones. But once again, I think it's just because they just haven't found a good way to tell a regular superhero story that's actually really good. That's gonna be you know, like oh, this is something you have to read. This right. is must read comic booking stuff. Um, but I think you're right. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the better way. I mean, you can um, read any of the stuff that they did in the seventies. That was really high concept and crazy and fun. Then be like, well, that's to me, that's just as good. It's just in a different way. So agreed. I, I, it would be sad if, if the talent who are making the creative talent who are making these new streaming shows and movies, centering on comic book properties feel that the only way to portray superhero movies and TV shows is through a dark and gritty lens. That would be unfortunate. I just don't think that's, that is true at all. And I'm hoping that for example, DC's new Shazam movie does really, really well because I think that movie is going to be a much like how the two Ant-Man movies Mm -hmm. have been delivered. will show that, Hey, look, you know, not everything needs to be dark, gritty and broken. And it's yeah. it's just after a while it's just enough. It's it's enough. <laughs> you know, I can only I've been reading about broken superheroes since '86. It's not that avant-garde or interesting anymore. If anything, yeah. it's a little bit eye-rolling and uh, a little uncreative. To me, to somebody who's been around a while, been reading them for a while, you know, when you get the, another broken hero storyline, you're just kind of like, here we go again. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's just I, I think it's losing its impact. Yeah, and. <clears throat> it's interesting he says the well I know it's cliche it's like well yeah it's because it is <laughs> cliche yeah. um, that's what the 90s was right ooh darker grittier gritted teeth yes and, and no feet or no whatever feet. <laughs> right indeed but you know it. I don't know I think if you want darker and grittier content you need to read like crime novels or um, or dark dramas or on Netflix or whatever right. or HBO stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying that can't be done with superheroes, um, maybe indie superheroes, but <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to tell people what they can and can or should and shouldn't write because I just don't believe in that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's good to be aware of the audience that you're writing for. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, also from DC, it's interesting having to do with Titans as well, DC Universe's Titans show. Mm-hmm. There were rumors, Stephen, that Louis Tan was cast as Batman. Mm. And so immediately we had commentary articles being fiercely posted on the comic book websites that uh, act as shills for Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. and positing that, you know what, 
there was there was rumor that Michael B. Jordan would be Superman, Superman yeah. after Henry Cavill uh, was set to depart. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and and that now is the time for a non-white Batman, and that we should see more non-white uh, characters, like a non-white Batman and a non-white Superman. And the point being that uh, there are rich people these days of many different ethnicities. So therefore, you could have a Bruce Wayne who is doesn't have to be white, and Superman. Well, there are black farmers in in Kansas. I I, I can't say if there are or there aren't because I've not polled or yeah. taken a census of farmers in Kansas, of Kansas in yeah. 2018. So I, I I cannot answer that question, <laughs> and I doubt that the article uh, did the same, uh, did, yeah. did did that as well. Uh, but what's interesting, Stephen, is. Is I guess, uh, and, and they talk about how, look, you know, you've got the new Superman of China. Well, it's an entirely different character. You're not, you're not, yeah, you're not, not Superman. It's not Superman. Uh, you've got, uh, you've had a black Captain America against an entirely different character. You didn't, yeah, you didn't racially Falcon. retcon Steve Rogers. <clears throat> no. So those, 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 those are poor, uh, poor examples. Uh, mm-hmm. Better examples would be in films how they've uh, racially retconned uh, Valkyrie, Electro, and Catwoman. Um, because those did so well. I mean, Valkyrie did all right, but right. but she wasn't the source, of the, mo- the focal point of the movie either. No, and but uh, Catwoman and Electro, yeah let's, yeah. let's remember those classic superhero films, please. right? And they're saying, and the article also talks about how uh, uh, native Hawaiian actor Jason Momoa is Aquaman again. You know, not quite being genuous. Uh, Jason Momoa is half white. His mom's white. His dad is native Hawaiian. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I mean the guy can identify with whatever the hell he wants to identify with. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying if if you're going to be fully transparent in your facts, you might want to put that in. Yeah. Anyhow, and they're not they're not advertising Aquaman based on the first native Hawaiian superhero ever. No, blah, blah, blah. they're not doing that. No, they're not. <laughs> so. Uh, and the the article continues on that there should be now is the time essentially to give us um, you know now is the time to give us a, a, a female Captain America or a black Superman or a Batman of color and I guess I find this odd because the people that advocate for this so much they never advocate for a female character being turned male they never advocate for a minority character to be turned white so. If race truly doesn't matter, which is what they always posit in their in their statements that race doesn't matter, therefore you can make them any race and mm-hmm. gender doesn't matter, you can make them any gender, then why do they never advocate for a minority character being portrayed as white or a female character being portrayed as male? Because obviously their their position that race doesn't matter is not true. That is not true. It is that all they look at is the race. And I kinda think it's a little weird that well, why do you want to bother changing Bruce Wayne's race when you have tons of minority characters in the DCU that you can just put into the TV show. It's not that hard. There are plenty of great minority characters in the DCU that you can use. Mm-hmm. Not that hard. No. Just uh, All you have to do is just don't don't add more new white characters. Yeah. Uh, bingo. Problem solved. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if all your, if, you, if the problem is you have a lot of established white characters, then your new characters should all be minority characters. I mean, it's not that hard to figure out a solution to it. Yeah. And I think you create an unnecessary headwind when you change the race of a character like Bruce Wayne or Superman who have been what they are, uh, white men since oh, almost 100 years now. Yeah, I think it creates an unnecessary headwind because, well, what's the point of it? You're only doing it because race matters. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you're just naturally going to 
you're naturally going to irritate a large portion of the fan base. Why bother with it? Yeah. Especially considering that fan base, I, I really believe that most comic book fans have zero problem with diversity. Yeah. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. Zero problem. I'm, sh- there are, I'm sure there are a few people on the far left who would love to never see another white male character again in <laughs> comics. And I'm sure there, I'm sure there are so, a few people on the far right who would, never, who would love to never see a minority character in comics. I, I'm sure those people exist on the far left and the far right. Those racist people, I think, are very small, yeah. tiny percentage. Mm-hmm. Like most people are the people in the middle who have no problem with it. But at the same time, they don't, need to, they don't want to see a character who's been, you know, Bruce Wayne, white, blue blood. Remember, he's blue blood, old blue mm-hmm. blood money yeah. from, since the 1700s. Well, that character kind of has to be white. I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 it just, sorry, that's how America was. I mean, he's not going to be Italian. Yeah. He's not going to be Hispanic. He's not going to be Greek. He's <laughs> not going to be black. He's going to be waspy because yeah. that's what blue blood families in America have always been. That's just the history. I can't change history. So that character kind of has to be white. Super, Superman, created by two Jewish men, yeah. mm-hmm. he... he, he to symbol Heartland America, he he really needs to be true to Heartland America slash Jewish roots of the character. He kind of has to be white too. Yeah. Just, but putting that aside, there's no reason to go out of your way to be unnecessarily aggressive mm-hmm. toward people. It, you know, you don't have to uh, to elevate people. You don't need to tear down others. Yeah. You can elevate people. Mm-hmm. Without tearing down other people, and I think that you create an unnecessary headwind. It's unnecessarily aggressive, and it's a bit of a middle finger to a large percentage of fans. And I just don't see a point in it. There's no, I don't see the upside is not there for me. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, um, I mean, it's always a, a fascination that I've, 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 I'm curious about because most of the time the people who are saying this are white people. <laughs> Many often feel. I guess they feel a little guilty or something. And I mean, you know, I, I get it, and I understand they had the best of intentions. Like I, I yeah, totally I understand think, that. I, again, I think the, the number, the percentage of people on the far left who are really racist, yeah, against white people or against Christians, I think is small. Yeah, I think it's small. Mm-hmm. Just like on the far right, I think it's small. Yes. Um, so I do. I do agree with you. I think most. Most people have good intentions at heart. Yes. It's, I mean, to me, it's just that, you know, why, especially with the industry as in low state as it is, why yeah. would you try to shake up the boat like that? Because if you're just, if you're just going to lose more people, well, guess what? You're not, you don't have anybody to replace them with. Right. Because when, and of course, this is just my experience. Like I, I've asked people I know who are, um, african-american or women or hispanic like well if they change this to this like how would you feel about that and they've all told me that they would be like well why would they do that it's just whatever and one of them even told me that he would feel pandered to right nobody and i mean let's not kid ourselves the people who are in the boardroom making these decisions are all old white people yes who are saying well i guess we need to um drive in a new audience so just make them black right we need to get those black people in the theater, so why don't we just do that? Which is, that's, uh, to me, I mean, I'm not black, so I can't say for sure, but that would be incredibly insulting. Right. That you're just doing it for the profit. You're not doing it because you actually care. Right. 
if you actually cared, you would make new, compelling, like, interesting the characters, movie. and then push those characters right. and try to get them out there. I mean, right. the only way that you're going to get them out there is through the movies. Sure. But hey, and it worked for Black Panther. It did. That's right. That's a great example. Mm-hmm. It's a great example of how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't see Marvel pushing uh, the Miss Marvel or... Um, well, I mean, Sony's pushing Miles Morales, but that's in an animated movie. That's right. in another universe. With a whole bunch of different Spider-Men. Exactly. Right. So it's like, well, okay, so OC all don't really care. You're just paying lip service to the idea. Yeah. I'd agree with that. To win points from people on the internet who probably aren't buying your books anyway. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, I mean, and you raise a good point. Like, my, my two sons read comic books a little bit. Off yeah. and on. Mm-hmm. My older son, more. He's 14. He mm-hmm. reads them more than my 11-year-old son. But both yeah. of them are uh, are very uh, Latin. They're, <laughs> they're very proud of their heritage. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, my older son is very aware. He, he, he goes to a small private prep school mm-hmm. full of very waspy kids. And he gets it. I'm the one brown kid. Yeah. He sticks out. I get it. He's, he's, got, the, he's got the tight Afro hair and the... And he's a beautiful caramel, and uh, he 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 sticks out. He understands that he's not dumb, yeah. But he's very proud of who he is, mm-hmm. and uh, so someone who's fiercely proud of his ethnicity, even he when he reads some of my comics and he sees when they racially retcon a character, he's like, well, for example, Kid Flash. Mm-hmm. He's like, who is that? I said, well, that's, that's the new Wally West. And he was like, why? Wally yeah. West is a redhead. Yeah. He's a ginger. <laughs> or Ginger American is what he, my son calls him. Ginger American. <laughs> he has a friend who's a redhead. He calls him Ginger American, and, um, and he's like, "Well, that's that's dumb. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a white guy." And I'm like, "Oh well, yeah, but they're trying to increase diversity." He goes, "But that's but that's dumb. What what does it matter if he's white?" And I'm like, "Well, I think some people want more diversity." He goes, "Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. So aren't there other characters?" And I'm like, "So my son, who is fiercely." Proud of his ethnicity, mm-hmm. like fiercely, he really is. Uh, still, is like this is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is dumb. So, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think, but I'm sure there are some people who think it's great. But I'm saying that sure. I think a lot of people kind of view it I mean, as there have to be uh, view it as pandering as well. It just you know I think if uh, for example if you just simply like my oldest son keep using him as example he thought Black Panther was really cool because it's actually a character yeah. And they pushed him to new heights, and mm-hmm. it was really popular. He was like, that's awesome. And he told me, he goes, wouldn't that be awesome if they could find a Latin character to do that with? And so they appreciate seeing, mm-hmm. they appreciate seeing a, a character of a certain ethnicity mm-hmm. that they can identify with yeah. on the silver screen, but they want it to be honest and genuine. Mm-hmm. And honest and genuine means picking a character that that's who they are. Yeah. And then promoting them. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, if there was a vibe movie, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, DC has no good Hispanic characters. So. <laughs> they just don't. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I think, I think George Perez's ears just wrinkled up. When he said that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, just, I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Or, or one that's just creates, it's just, you know, in this day and age, we, we, we need to bring more people together than driving people apart. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And, and I think bringing up everybody, the best way to bring up everyone is to get everyone excited about reaching out and bringing everyone up versus attacking mm-hmm. someone and ripping them down to bring other people up. I just think yeah. there's a more productive, loving, kind-hearted way to do things. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and to uh, to just drive a, a final point into it, the uh, <laughs> unfortunately when you say, well, let's find an honest and genuine way to do it. Well, given that 
comics is part of big business now. I think yeah. if you're looking for that, then it's going to be a rough Christmas this year. So. Uh, I agree. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, so I, I get the frustration. Yeah. Um, anyway, so over in Marvel, Stephen, don't have much for Marvel, but do have uh, two little neat things that caught my eye, Stephen. Okay. NASA announced that they've named several new <laughs> constellations. Did yep. you see this in the news? I saw that, yeah. Yeah, they have a constellation they're naming after Hulk. Yep. One they're naming after Thor. Mm-hmm. And then one they're naming after one of my all-time favorite characters, and I'm pretty sure one of your all-time favorite characters as and well. Is it Star Fox? Godzilla. Ah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Godzilla, who was a Marvel property at one time. They didn't have a Godzilla comic. Which, by the right. way, if you have never read the <laughs> 1970s Marvel Comics Godzilla title, go read it. It is Awesome. It is so awesome. It is 1970s large giant robot kaiju when 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 you know Japanese culture was just getting into America excitement. You know what I mean? It's good stuff. It is worth go find it. I don't care how go to your local comic book shop and dig it scrounge through the quarter bins cuz they're cheap. They're not worth any money. Yeah. The old Marvel Comics Godzilla titles you will love. Shields in them. The real Nick Fury, Dum Dum Dugan. It's just Awesome! It's so good. Red Ronin, which is the giant Japanese robot. Yeah. It's just so good. <laughs> it's it's worth reading. Anyhow, sorry for that. No, that's okay. Also from Marvel, they did announce that uh, Charles Soule, yeah, we talked about how Marvel Comics Presents is coming back. And Charles Soule is going to be in charge of writing the Wolverine story. It's an anth- Marvel Comics Presents has always been an anthology series. Mm-hmm. Charles Soule is going to be writing the Wolverine story in that title. Mm-hmm. And they've announced that that is going to be a 12-part decade-by-decade story hmm. taking Logan through ve- uh, uh, each segment will be in a different decade moving forward. And it's mm-hmm. going to start during World War II in the 1940s. Yeah. And that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I like this concept. I, mm. I really like it. It's going to be neat to see him making his way through the decades yeah. uh, in America from uh, World War II on. That's a pretty cool concept. And it's Charles Soule, so he's, he's a great writer. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited for Marvel Comics Presents. I'm definitely going to check it out. I think that's, I think that's a really neat, neat idea. I think so, too. Indeed. All right. So you're sold on that as well. Yes. Well, you said Charles Soul, so so you're in you're yeah. in it right there, huh? Yes. Uh, let's transition Stephen over to Disney. This is where the real bulk of the news is. Of All course. right. It's not with Marvel comics because no one because Disney doesn't care about comics. They care about the Marvel movies. Yes. And that's where we're going to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Several things. Yes. Let's get this one out of the way. This okay. is hilarious. The story that will not die. Huh. Okay. Okay. A billboard. Yes. Oh, God. I, I saw this it one. It <laughs> says, save the galaxy. James Gunn for volume three, rehiredjamesgunn.com, was appeared several miles from Disneyland. Oh, God. In Anaheim, California. It's anonymous. They don't know who it is. Uh, GoFundMe campaign has started under a... Anonymous username Geo Mustang. That's a great name, by the way. <laughs> Geo Mustang. That is such a fantastic name. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when I go to Starbucks next time, Stephen, to order a, a coffee, I'm going to ask you for my name is Geo Mustang. Geo Mustang. There you go. <laughs> um, so, anyhow, Stephen, the story that just will not die, die yeah. Stephen. It just will not die. 
I guess the GoFundMe account is there to fund the cost of the billboard. They currently raise over $5,000. They have a total goal of $12,000 or more. Uh, the petition on change.org is currently around 500,000 signatures. Steven, what's going on? Are you giving this a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or are people just move on with life? It's not happening. Um, well, he's already been hired by the Distinguished Competition, so yes. what do you want him to do? He's already locked. They probably already got him locked over there. So They I'd, got him writing this new Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, and probably directing, too. Mm-hmm. So what, when are they going to have the time to do that? Right. And I know that these actors aren't going to wait forever for another one. I mean, everybody except Batista, who is not helping his career prospects. Is, no, um, no has other things that they can do. Right. So, like, I don't know. I think fans just... The worst thing about all let this... Let it go, let it go. Sorry. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I can't yeah, help my Disney so, influences, Stephen. Go ahead. Sorry. I just think it's funny that, you know, on the way to Disneyland, like, they can get, like, uh, they can just look and see, you know, see that. And then when they go and get their polio and all that before they leave... <laughs> They can, Nobody um, in California believes in in, <laughs> in immunizations anymore because yes. they've all gone insane. <laughs> immunizations are good people. Just hey, public service yeah, now. Please take your vaccines. Please take your vaccines. Don't be an idiot. There's no proof that it causes autism. Yeah, or whatever. science is good. Yeah. <laughs> so they can get they can get a nice little, um, nice little. Um, a uh, reminder of the mental disease that has taken these fans that think something's <laughs> going to happen, and then they can go with their physical disease. Yes. So there you go. Um, yeah, don't. It's I don't understand what it is with people who feel like they're so entitled that they think that they can. With the billboard, they're going to change the minds of the of the of the the, um, the monolith that is Disney. <laughs> that is Disney. Like, right. nah, I don't think so. That ain't happen. I don't think the guy in the copy room even cares about your thing and no. he's not going to tell anybody else so sorry no. i just find it humorous <laughs> like oh boy fans they just they don't know when to give up do they no they, they don't apparently I, they got money i admire the tenacity though yeah. uh, also from <laughs> what Marvel's... if it was what if it was batista <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> love it he's spending all his wwe money funding the billboard um okay also from marvel studios steven they have announced Mm -hmm. that uh, black widow yes will be released may 1 2020 Mm, and the eternals will come out later that year that's not happening november 6 2020 that's not happening what do you think about that that's not happening you're not buying that you know you buying the first one yes you are buying the first one. I am buying the first one. It will drop May 1st on the streaming service. <laughs> oh, wait. Whoa, whoa. You don't you don't think that well, hold on, hold on. You don't think that you don't think that Black Widow is, is going to get a theatrical release? I I just had this feeling, you know, that the the way that they've been so iffy on it the whole time, mm-hmm. like not committed to it. I feel mm-hmm. like well, if we're not committed to it, we might as well just, you know, toss it on our thing that we got. Just Oh, wow. Toss it. <laughs> really? That's interesting. I mean, they take their characters that they're not invested in, like, you know, Loki and Scarlet Witch and Black, and uh, uh, not uh, uh, the Falcon and all that. Yes. It's like, well, we're just going to put them on the streaming service because we don't want to make a movie about them. But, you know, Scarlett Johansson's been bothering us. She's going to get paid. She's going to do it anyway. So, mm-hmm. eh, I don't know. Then again, I mean, Disney is out $75 billion. So maybe they will because they 
just want your money, so please give us that <laughs> money back. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it's going to be it, a pre- it's, it's kind of partially a joke, but at the same time, I would not be surprised. All right, all right, and and but Eternals, you're not buying that that release date. No, they the only reason they announced that was because DC said they were doing a new Gods movie. Oh, okay. And the moment that gets knocked off their schedule, the Eternals will be knocked off theirs. They might put it on ABC like the Inhumans. Oh, and that'll be it. What do you think of the director <laughs> Chloe Zhao? I believe is her. How you pronounce the last name? I'm sorry if I butchered it or not. What do you think of her? I I don't I, I have I, no clue who that is. Yeah, she's she's. Pretty new. Uh, her debut film was Songs My Brothers Taught Me in 2015. And her second film came out in 2017 called The Writer. Oh, that one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's her movie. Did you like it? I haven't seen it yet, but I remember like whenever I would go to like catch up on the Oscar movies mm-hmm. early this year, mm-hmm. the um, it would always show a trailer for that. And it looked really, I heard it was really good. Mm-hmm. But now do I see that and think Eternals? No. <laughs> I see that and think maybe uh, I don't know maybe 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 a Bucky movie where it's him like on the, the road and right. out somewhere doing something cool. Interesting. But okay, all right, okay, all right, fair enough. Okay, there you go. That that's interesting. There you wow. go. So those are uh, also from Marvel Studios. Kevin Feige gave a nice long interview, <laughs> and he he talked about some interesting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, touched on uh, diversity in uh, filmmaking, um, the new Disney Play service, mm-hmm. uh, the streaming service, as well as the Fox buyout. Uh, yeah. The diversity part wasn't that exciting. He gave his typical, his typical corporate speak that doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah. He, he he was like, "This is so this is so corporate, Stephen." Mm-hmm. Here's here's his quote about uh, diversity uh, behind behind the camera and on screen, he goes, quote, well, one question really is, should people be forced to do it? And maybe the answer is yes. Maybe the answer is no. Uh, okay, thank you for taking a stand. Yeah. If you're in a position of power and you're the one doing the hiring, we have learned on our last number of movies and a number of movies that haven't come out or haven't been announced that the more diverse the group of people around the table, the better the movie, end quote. It's, it's such a corporate non-answer to yeah, the question it isn't is. it yeah it's well, a, I, I love these corporate types where they give these they they get answered ask these kind of questions and the answers they give are just corporate gobbledygook back <laughs> we'll see what you don't realize is that he was reading it off of the ink splots on his hand that yes. he had written just because he was prepared gotcha he also said that he welcomed that question because he had rehearsed that one the longest so there you yes go. <laughs> yes indeed 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 he did say it's important, though, uh, you know, Black Panther was a success because a lot of people got excited to see themselves or a person of their own ethnicity on the big screen, mm-hmm. so they take that very, very seriously, which I'm sure they do because they want all the money. Well, yeah, they, <laughs> they, take, they, take that, they take those dollar signs walking into the theater very seriously. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, he did touch on uh, what interests me more about the article, or I thought really started getting interesting, mm-hmm. was his discussion about um, the Disney Play streaming service. Mm-hmm. And this was, uh, this was interesting. He, he made a comment how the, he believes that the Disney Play streaming service, the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. TV shows, right. will be much more like the comic books than the movies have been. And the reason why he points to this, Stephen, is the structure of a TV show versus a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV shows allow Marvel Studios more of an ability to explore long-form narratives. 
that are more comparable to traditional comic book structure in terms of storytelling. Comic books being the ultimate in long-term storytelling. True. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And that TV shows being more much more analogous to comic books long form structure than a movie which is sure two hours and you're done yeah roughly um what do you think about that comparison or that approach um i mean i like the approach um do i think they're going to really make that a thing i i don't know um I'd have to see what they're basing it on and then compare the final product to what they actually did. But I could see where yeah. a TV show, how you could take a story arc mm-hmm. like, uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll, let's pick one from my favorite comic book that nobody will know about. But uh, like the Great Darkness saga, one of the yeah. greatest story arcs <laughs> in the Legion of Superheroes. Yes. That, if you made that into a movie, you couldn't really get into, mm-hmm. you couldn't deliver it like the comic books did. Yes. But if you did a TV show, mm-hmm. you could more faithfully you could you could you could basically take a single issue mm-hmm. and convert that into, into a one-hour episode, yeah. episode, and really get more into the fine details of the story and be much more similar to the comic book. I'm not saying you you're going to reproduce the characters exactly the way, or you may change things up here and there, but mm-hmm. but you would deliver it in much the same way. It'd be much more similar to the story arc. That would be interesting. I mean, I could just imagine doing a TV show starring uh, the Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. and being able to more faithfully reproduce Brubaker's Winter Soldier story arc from when they first, when Bucky first came back Mm -hmm. to life, quote unquote, first made his appearance. Right. You could deliver that in TV format and be much more faithful to the to the uh, to the original source material by Brubaker Mm -hmm. than the Winter Soldier movie was. Right, yeah. So I like that idea. If that's what they're going to do, mm-hmm. then I really like that approach. If that's yeah. the storytelling approach we're going to take these TV shows, if that is their goal, mm-hmm. I like that. And I don't believe, I don't think there's any reason why Feige wouldn't wouldn't do that. I mean, I don't, I don't he's, he's a pretty straightforward guy as far as what he delivers on. Yeah. yeah. I like that approach, though. Mm-hmm. I would really be excited. The, 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 the MCU TV shows, my interest in them definitely... Uh, ticks up a few notches mm-hmm. if it, uh, under this kind of format of being a little more faithful to the comic book stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing I'm worried about with this one is, like, I'm curious as to, like, because the big thing they announced that got everybody excited was that they were doing the Falcon and the Winter Soldier together, like a little buddy thing. Yes, which it's, I think is a fantastic idea. It is a good idea. However, the one of the narratives running around is, oh, is this going to be who will wield the shield? That who's going to be Captain America? Oh, right. And basically meaning, well, if you want to know who's going to be Captain America, you have to get this service, and you have to watch the TV show, and you have to give Disney more of your money. Yeah, I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea. I don't at all. like that. I, I don't want the TV so, shows simply to be uh, yeah. to, to to fill as a support for the movies to, yes. to fill a support role for the movies. No, I don't like that. No. The TV shows should be telling their own, own stories, stories separate. Yes. I mean. You can reference things. I mean, it's the same. It's the same universe. Yeah. Obviously, you can reference mm-hmm. things that happen in the movies. Sure. That only makes sense. It's still a shared universe. Yes. But they should be telling their own stories. Yeah. On these they TV don't shows. have to. It's not. There shouldn't be a. Well, if you have to. I got to see know. a TV show to see a movie. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want the TV show to be to be reduced to nothing more than a prequel. Yeah. For a movie mm-hmm. or a setup story for a movie. Yeah. I want the TV shows to be their own fully enclosed 
beginning, middle, and end satisfying stories. Yes. I, I'm and, with you on that. I, I don't want to see that happen at yeah, all. Yeah, and that's something that, I mean, because taking a comic book approach, that's, that's what some comic books do. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, no, you're right. You're don't, right. Don't, don't take that. Don't you're do right. that, you gotta read this issue. you got to read this uh, tie-in issue in order yeah. to understand what's going on over in the big event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm with you. That, that approach, yeah, that would really suck. Yes, let's not do that comic book approach. That's agreed. Um, The storytelling format of the long term. That's so basically. I mean, they're basically just telling it. They're they're doing a TV show. (laughs) That's that's what they're doing. I mean, he's he's coding it in that language because it's a a dog whistle for fans. But sure, sure. It's it okay. Good. They're making a solid effort to self-contain these stories. Hopefully, hopefully that's what they do. But good. Okay. Agreed. And along, you mentioned the Falcon and Winter Soldier Soldier. Mm -hmm. limited TV series. It's going to be a miniseries. um, And and it's joining the Loki and Scarlet Witch solo series as well. So you've got three limited series that they had announced. Mm -hmm. And they've now announced another one. Um, At least rumors, I think it's it's pretty much going to happen, would be a a Nick Fury show. Really? So that'd be the fourth... MCU TV show on the Disney Play service. Mm-hmm. It would be, I don't know if Samuel Jackson's going to be in it. I don't know if they're going to go with a younger, younger. Nick Fury mm-hmm. when he's just starting out. I know we're going to see a younger Nick Fury in the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how. I mean, look, you're getting Tom Hiddleston um, to come back to play Loki, mm-hmm. and you're getting Olsen to come back to play Scarlet Witch. Yeah, there's no reason why. I'm sure Samuel Jackson will take a pay. That man will star in almost any movie. Well, if you he pay will him, do. Okay? he will do anything. He yeah. will literally. If you pay him money, he will be in your movie, <laughs> or your t- he doesn't care. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he would come back, especially if it's just going to be like these other shows, going to be a mini series, and you're looking like just doing eight, ten episodes, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. He'll take the paycheck. He doesn't care. Yeah, no, he doesn't. What do you think about that TV show? Excite you? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Um, well, I, I'm always excited to see more Samuel L. Jackson, but um, as far as is it going to make me pay for the streaming service just to watch that? No. How about <laughs> these four Marvel shows combined? If these four Marvel shows combined, Loki, Scarlet Witch, uh, Falcon Slash, Winter Soldier, and Nick Fury. Let's say they roll with these four mm-hmm. at the beginning of the service. Because the service comes out of halfway through next year, doesn't it? Something like that. It's it's it's, it's so. not that far away. Yeah. Uh, let's say they – I'm sure they may announce a few more. But let's say it's just these four shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, you hear from the Twitterverse or the Internet or whatever that these shows are just kick-ass awesome. Mm-hmm. As good as the Netflix shows, maybe better. Sure. Would you be tempted then? I'd be tempted. Mm. And let's say the price point is six bucks a month. Hmm. Well, I don't believe that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep saying they're going to be cheaper than Netflix. That's not no. Oh, you know what I think it is, Stephen. This is my guess. Gonna start out, then they're going to jack it up. After this is my guess. Year, so. I think it's going to be cheaper if the base package is going to be cheaper. I think what you're going to have an option uh, is, do you want huh. Disney Studio movies? Yeah. That's your base package. Mm-hmm. And then it's Disney. It's going to be Disney Studio slash animation. So all of Disney's live sure. action movies and animation mm-hmm. movies. That's first package. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Disney Studio slash animation plus Fox. Mm-hmm. Then you have Disney Studios animation Fox plus Pixar yeah. plus Marvel. Plus Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the base package might be four bucks, but if you want Lucasfilm and Marvel and mm-hmm. Pixar and Disney and Fox, yeah, you're going to pay Fox. 15 bucks a month. Or I'm just pulling numbers out of my butt, yeah. but you know how it's going to scale up and down. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Hmm. 
But what if you could get just the base package plus Marvel thrown on top of it for eight bucks a month, and those four shows are getting good reviews? Would you be tempted? Well, there's a lot of good TV that I'm not watching, so I think <laughs> I could stand to not watch a few more. <laughs> the only thing, yeah, the only thing that would get me to pay for that service, yes, you know what this is, yes, is if they rebooted the Muppets. Oh, dude, I would pay to watch that. So yes. you know, you know that that is the rumor. I know. You know that's the rumor. It's not. It's not been confirmed anywhere yes. yet, Steven. It's not been confirmed. I'm telling you right now, if they do that. If yeah. that if they do that and put some real talent on it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you'll you'll get my money. Yeah, you'll get my money. No questions asked. <laughs> yeah, all, all I'll need all I'll need to see is Muppets reboot and um, you're on board. Well, that I mean, what would really sell me, like really, really sell me, is that they said and Frank Oz is on board. Oh uh, God, that would be like incredible, this? wouldn't it? I know, I know. Also, Feige, <laughs> dealing. He's just he's just dishing stuff left he's and right. Yeah. He's just he's all over. He, he can't help talking. himself. <laughs> he can't. Well, now you know with the Fox purchase, people yeah. are asking about Deadpool. What are we gonna do with Deadpool? What are we gonna do with uh, Deadpool? Boy. Yeah. And Feige goes, look, since Deadpool isn't technically was not technically in the MCU mm-hmm. at the time that Thanos snapped his fingers, we mm-hmm. know he's still around. Ah. <laughs> That's a cute answer. I like that. Yeah. Okay, I thought that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, but after his little joking, he wouldn't he wouldn't say anything specific. But I mean, Deadpool's coming. Yeah, Disney is not. He may not be as raunchy as he was under Fox, which we can all agree sucks. Yeah, we we all knew that was what was going to happen. Deadpool, Disney's going to make Marvel yeah. Studios going to make more Deadpool movies. Mm-hmm. The question is, Stephen, will they be able to be? as successful without an R rating. Now, that's the key. I don't know. Don't know, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feige also talked about Namor and whether he could be coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Hmm. That's right. And uh, Feige said that um, he definitely definitely is interested in bringing Namor into the MCU and uh, that they could do it now because Universal Pictures license has expired. Oh. It's official. That has yeah. expired. Namor is now free, is now reverts back to Disney. They can bring him into the movies. That's a character, Stephen, yeah. that I think we got to see. We got to see him pretty soon, right? That, that's, that's a character you got to have in the MCU. Well, with all the... He's well, too good not to. He's just too good of a character. And I don't mind, yeah. if, I don't mind if, you, if, if you bring him as a villain. Oh, no. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'd mean, I, I I, I probably that. prefer him to be more, yeah, more villainous, villainous than than another yeah. good guy. Well, I think I think they're excited to get him back now because well, what's opening in December? Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Also from Disney, uh, n- not having to do with Marvel Studios now. Sure. Uh, just a, a few tidbits from Disney concerning some of their other franchises. One, the Boba Fett movie is not happening. That is officially 100% yeah, yeah. dead. That has been 86. And Lucasfilm is focusing on the Mandalorian uh, TV show for the new Disney Play streaming service. Mm-hmm. Disney's really focusing on making sure they have enough new, interesting, creative content for that streaming service. Boba Fett movie... No. Dead? Are you bummed? Are you sad? Or what's your reaction to that? Well, um, I did hear about that, and what made me laugh was that uh, Kathleen Kennedy was asked about this at an Oscars screening party for Black Panther that she just happened to be at. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, to get the critics to come in to yes. argue, to make their case. 
And of course, everybody comes to her and asks about Star Wars. And yes. That's what gets the takeaway. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> I mean, it. I really think that what they're doing right now is they're getting everything that she's involved in movie wise out of the picture, out of the way. And mm-hmm. when her lease is up or whatever, or she decides she wants to leave early or she decides, quote unquote, right. um, that whoever comes in next won't have to worry about anything she has put her hands on mm-hmm. and they can start over with what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I mean the streaming service—that's not—that's not her stuff. That—that's no, obviously that—that that is definitely in somebody else's control. Agreed. Yeah. Espe- especially now. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So um, it's not a surprise. Nah. Oh, the only thing they have movie-wise is episode nine, and that's the last one for that little series. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, and I'm fine with it. Honestly, I, I didn't like Solo, so I don't need to see a. Boba yeah, we don't need to see Boba. I mean, I, I, I if I, it's going to be the same quality as Solo, then I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, make it. <laughs> like I know, I know James Mangold can do better, but I have the feeling that there would have been creative differences, and he would have yeah. been off the project. So yeah, I, I think you're right on that yeah. one, Stephen. Also from Disney, Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise, no doubt one of their biggest franchises. Sure. Of all time, I mean the the, the Pirates franchise has earned Disney four point five billion dollars. That's yeah. no joke. Okay, that's that's a big time franchise. They've announced they're going to reboot it. Mm-hmm. They're going to reboot it, and they've hired Reet Reese and Paul Wernick from Zombieland and its sequel Six Underground mm-hmm. uh, to head up this reboot. Uh, so it'll be more of a more of a comedy, I, I guess. Then. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And and. In a surprise move, they're severed ties with Johnny Depp and saying he will not be in the reboot. They mm-hmm. they haven't said whether the character he plays, Captain Jack Sparrow, will be in the in the, in the reboot. reboot. They've yeah. said that Johnny Depp will not. I, Stephen, this this look, you can. I don't know, Stephen. I I would try I, very I, carefully. I have <laughs> questions here. I, I well, don't I mean, know if here are my here are my layers of questions, and I'm gonna sure. throw it to you. Okay. Okay. And then kind of bounce off you. Sure. My question is this: One is is Pirates of the Caribbean a franchise that needs to be rebooted, or is it like a franchise like back in the day Disney had a, a huge franchise called uh, you know um, the uh, Swiss Family Robinson? Yeah, that was a big popular movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had all sorts of big uh, you know the uh, you know all sorts of big popular movies like that in the past that you know don't need to necessarily be rebooted. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, is it a franchise that needs to be, is it, 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 it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It had an awesome run. It made you a ton of movies and a ton of money. And now you just move on to something else. You just pick, pick another ride at Disney World and turn that into a franchise. You, you know what I'm saying? Or is it a franchise worth rebooting? If it is, question two, does it make sense to not have Captain Jack Sparrow in it, the character? Okay. And is in three, if you do have Captain Jack in it, does it make sense to not have Johnny Depp as Captain Jack? Is Depp's Captain Jack, are they so tightly tied together that you can't replace him? Or is it more like James Bond in that no one thought you could ever replace Sean Connery, but somehow, wow, we managed to do so, even though there are plenty of people who believe Sean Connery did it the best. That's fine, but mm-hmm. it's obviously clear that they were able to, rep- <laughs> they were able to replace him yeah. and still make plenty of money. Mm-hmm. 
what is your take on that? Okay, so in order, um, does it need to be rebooted? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, the last movie made... It was what? a bomb. It was a bomb. Yeah, yeah. it was a pretty big bomb. Uh, showing, uh, first of all, a lack of interest. Right. Now, some people might want to say that it's because people were... They knew they they were upset at Disney for continuing to hire Johnny Depp after the news of him and Amber Heard and that right that stuff. Um, I'm sure that motivated a couple people. But I don't think that's I think, the cause. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what that. Not look, in that look, kind of numbers. Look, we no. live in a we live in a world where NFL players can uh, beat the hell out of their wives and girlfriends. Yeah. They can drive drunk and kill people mm-hmm. and still play, yeah. still get contracts, still suit up, still play, and still get cheered. Yeah, when they score touchdowns. I mean, look, I, uh, uh, you know, in our neck of the woods, uh, we live in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Redskins games are on every weekend, yep. and you can watch Adrian Peterson suit up for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And despite the, and if you've never Google it, look at the photographs of his young son. His, his boy was only what at the time four, five, six. Yep. I mean, he was very smart. I have two sons. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember when my sons were four, five, and six. A boy at that age, they're very small, they're very adorable, they're cuddly, they're pudgy, they're just yeah. the cutest little things in the world. You want to snuggle them. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what any parent of the right mind should want to do. Yeah. Uh, you look at pictures of a son, mm-hmm. it, Stephen. That's just not. That's that, that's not not getting a spanking. Those pictures are frightening. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yet, when he scores a touchdown, Everybody's that here. whole stadium. Yep. Stands up and cheers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that move. That, that fifth price movie didn't Let's, bomb because of what happened yeah. with Depp and and and, and uh, Amber Heard. It, mm-hmm. it didn't. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. It, and that and that's messed up. It is. So that's how it is. I, it is. At the same time, we're you know we're just trying to give the real world facts here. Right. Um. And then the next one. Um. What was the second question? <laughs> uh, the second question is: uh, Do you have to keep Jack uh, the character of Captain Jack Sparrow? Um. Do you have to? Well, I mean, I, is is to, to be. To, if you want to be successful, he did well. I guess these actually two and three kind of tie together. The yes, answer. yes, they um, are. Well, uh, let me tell you this: if I were to ask you who the main character of the first movie was, who would you say? Captain Jack. That's not what it was supposed to be. Uh, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Will Turner and, was in Elizabeth and, and, Swan and, and Kira Kira Knightley, Knightley were, were, were the main characters. Yes, and Captain Jack was supposed to be the supporting role. Mm-hmm. He was nominated for an Oscar for supporting for that because everyone like me says Captain Jack was the main character. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, to reboot it without that character, unless you have like some really like interesting looking trailer or premise right. or something, it's it's a foolish decision. To not and, but also to not have Johnny Depp play the character is a huge risk because yeah, I agree. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring out that character again, everybody already has that character in their minds. Yes, he de- he defined the character. There all the mannerisms, stuff that people still quote today. Yes, I d- I just think you know just just leave it alone. Like if you're gonna reboot it, reboot it in ten years when. People kind of have a vague memory. I agree. Yes, but they they totally agree. Ten years time would be a wise decision because then whoever plays Captain Jack isn't going to get unfairly compared to Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. And ten years. And and, but they can't help themselves. So right here we go. (laughs) And and I'm with you, Stephen. I think this is a franchise that does not need to be rebooted. Don't get me wrong. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean, before they drastically changed the ride, 
and mm-hmm. uh, down in Disney World. This yeah. was my all-time favorite ride in Disney. Well, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion, they fought each other for my favorite ride yeah. in Disney World. Those are my two favorite rides, hands down. <laughs> they changed Pirates of the Caribbean so much because, Up you know. No, well, not just because of the movie, but because, you know, well, I mean, there were, there was, you know, it's pirates, so it was sure. a very dark, violent ride. Pirates of the Caribbean was a, it was a, I remember going as a kid, Stephen, it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> it is very violent. I mean, you have a guy, an older guy being dunked in water repeatedly yeah. while they're questioning him. They have a scene where they're auctioning off the women. Oh, uh, wow. That they capture. They're pirates. Yeah. They're, they're, they're they're bad people. They're pirates. I mean, oh yeah, but so, still for Disney, that's they're, surprising. They're auctioning off women. You saw the city on fire. You saw parents. You saw parents. You saw pirates chasing the uh, other women mm-hmm. around their homes as they were ransacking the houses and stealing everything from them. Wow. Uh, and it was just, it was a scary dark ride. But I mean, again, pirates. Uh, then they ended up changing the pirates. They were chasing the women around the houses, stealing everything. They changed that to make it a little more wacky. It's now the women chasing the pirates around the houses, trying to hit the pirates with brooms as the pirates are trying to steal things. <clears throat> and then they changed the uh, auction scene, so they're no longer auctioning uh, women. It was funny because there was a, you know, there's like three women. One's a beautiful redhead, and the one that's being auctioned off is this. Um, Woman of large girth, <laughs> and and all the pirates and the auctioneers trying to auction this one woman off, and the, all the pirates are like, we want the redhead, because <laughs> the redhead's real pretty, yeah. and uh, so they got rid of that scene, and so now they took the redhead and turned her into a pirate oh. named Red R E D D, and now she is running an auction, and they're auctioning off chickens. Wow. Two pirates that are that went, raiding a town. Yeah, that it, it makes it, it. It the story lacks any coherency at all. I mean, it was really dark in the beginning of the ride. They added like mermaid skeletons, oh, which I wow. liked because you know you got Ariel, yeah. the Little Mermaid, in the same in the same <laughs> park. And I always go, this is twist. I like this. They got rid of that. Yeah. Um, but so anyhow, before they changed it, my favorite ride. They did add another thing. They did that a lot of people didn't like, and I didn't. I didn't like it initially, but. I actually, I grew to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added Johnny Depp throughout all, the whole oh, the ride. Oh, okay. They put in these animatronics of Johnny Depp, and they're dead on, Steve, and they look just like Johnny Depp. And they added them all throughout the ride. You see them all throughout the place. And the whole story now is these pirates are raiding this town, and they're all looking for Captain Jack. Oh, They're not okay. just looting. They're, they're <laughs> looting and hunting for Captain Jack. Yeah. And so he's throughout everything, and there's a grand scene at the very end where you see him with all the treasure, and the animatronic is spectacular. Spectacularly amazing. Hmm. You would think it was Johnny Depp. Yeah. It's phenomenal, hmm. Steven. It's phenomenal. So for me, it's it's a franchise you don't need to reboot. You don't need to restart it. It's no. it had its run. Let That's it awesome. Go. Yeah. Pick something new. Like I said, you got a million rides there. Pick something new. Or 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 <laughs> Maybe don't act like you didn't just acquire a massive company. Right. And use some of their properties. Correct. Just saying. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Just saying. Uh, But if you do bring it back, (laughs) I think you have to have Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And I think that not having Johnny Depp as Sparrow is different than not having Sean Connery as James Bond. The reason for that is James Bond is a character that is not highly stylized. I mean, Ian Fleming wrote James Bond as a very bland, very bland character. The whole point was he he suppo- he's 
The whole point of James Bond is he's just, he's a killing machine who you're not supposed to notice. Yeah. That's the whole point of the character. Mm-hmm. And so James Bond's character is is one that is not very stylized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as you got a guy who is relatively smooth, uh, smooth, <laughs> relatively, ah. you know, suave, <laughs> right? Yeah. And physical enough, mm-hmm. he can play the role. Yeah, and the role is, I mean, I hate to say that. I hate, I hate to say this word because it sounds bad, but it is true. It's, it's generic enough. It is. That you can tailor it to the actor. You can. Yeah. And uh, But Captain Jack is a highly, highly stylized mm-hmm. character. And I'm talking, he might be one of the most stylized characters around Steven. Yeah. To the point where he is so phenomenally stylized and tailored to one singular actor. actor. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. that kind of character is really hard to reproduce with another actor. Yep. It is real. It's like you know a Mr. Bean movie without <laughs> Mr. Bean. Yeah. Okay. I, that is it's hard to do. It's like well, ironically, it's like Austin Powers, but not with Mike Myers. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to do. Uh, my guess is though, uh, my guess is they don't have Captain Jack in it. I would I was I would assume that as my well. My guess is Red. Ah! Is going to be the main character. Yeah, of it. it's that's just so Disney. Yeah, it's it just Disney. Disney feels more comfortable with female Even lead characters. movies. Yeah. They always have. They always will. My guess is they're going to take this opportunity. We got this new character in the mm-hmm. ride, and it's going to be red. Mm-hmm. That's that's my guess. The only now, problem. I with mean, you know what? I, I the female pirates are kind of are underrepresented. Not, Yes, <laughs> I want to see more female pirates. <laughs> it's um, not because they're attractive to look at. It's because I don't know chicks in bustiers with eye patches. That's pretty hot, Stephen. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> You're like yes, and <laughs> um, and I want to see more of it. <laughs> uh, the only thing is, if they d- the problem is ditching Captain Jack is you have reworked your. Yeah. And, and make no mistake, Pirates of the Caribbean is arguably yeah. the flagship ride mm-hmm. at both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, you talk to Disney people, that, that, that is arguably the number one attraction. Yep. And you have massively retailered it to focus it all around Captain Jack. I don't mm-hmm. know how you now make a, make a, a Pirates of the Caribbean movie that doesn't star Captain Jack when you've so tailored your number one attractions around that character. I don't know how you do it. Well, they really hope that Wakanda land takes off so they can <laughs> distract them while they rework the pirates ride. There you go. All right. Yeah. Also uh, from, from Disney, Steven mm-hmm. also touching on the, uh, on the, on the parks, mm-hmm. Disneyland Paris and Disney cruise lines starting January, 2019 mm-hmm. are now going to have Captain Marvel. Oh. She is going to be joining. It's really weird that Billy Batson will be there because, I mean, he's DC and... Uh, <laughs> I mean... Uh, oh. Carol Danvers. Oh, you mean who legally holds the title. Okay. Carol Danvers <laughs> will be joining Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Thor, Loki, Spider-Man, Black Panthers, Doctor Strange, and more in Disneyland Paris <laughs> and on the cruise lines. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And she can't be at uh, Disney World because that damn contract that Marvel signed Ah. with Universal. (laughs) Damn it. The hell. I want more 
Marvel characters and Disney Universal's not letting that one go. (laughs) Crappy. (laughs) And the last thing I want to discuss before we end this podcast about the news is Ed Catmull, president of Disney Pixar Animation, retiring. Mm. Really? Yes. Hmm. And everyone who people don't know, Ed Catmull was the co founder Mm -hmm. of Pixar. And he's the current president of Walt Disney and Pixar Animation Studios. Ed hmm. Catmull was the um, you had it's Ed Catmull and, and his partner in crime was John Lasseter. John Lasseter was really the creative side. Yeah, he was the animator and the creative side of that group. Ed Catmull was the tech Business side. Tech side. He was okay. the tech side. He's the one who actually created the technology yeah. of the Pixar computer uh-huh. at Lucasfilm that did this amazing um, CGI. He's the guy that the tech side of it creating all the technical parts of it uh-huh. Lasseter is the one who did the artistic Pretty side of yeah. it and uh, that's a he's a big name Ed Catmull's uh, that's a that's a that's an icon mm-hmm. um you know I know he's ruffled feathers throughout his career don't really I'm not gonna really get into that I'm yeah. just looking at what the guy did uh that's an icon that's a big name mm-hmm. and him leaving that's that's yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, you've now got the three people who founded Pixar in 1986 was Ed Catmull, mm-hmm. John Lasseter, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay, Steve Jobs was the largest stockholder in Disney mm-hmm. and sat on their board. Yep, he's passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Lasseter, as we all know, is retired. In uh, he stepped down. He'll he'll be gone by by the end of the year, I think. Is yeah, the timeline for him and to leave. not in the best way no resigned in disgrace if you correct will. yes yeah. he did and now ed catmull retiring so you know the yep. three founders of pixar gone steven that's that's a big deal yeah that's a big deal that's a real changing of the guard you can't you can't overlook that mm-hmm. and it just leaves the question well who do they have that can possibly take that yeah. and go with it the way that they did yep and I'm, that's what I'm really interested to see. You know, whenever whenever you have very very large mm-hmm. personas, and and make no mistake, Steve Jobs, John Lasseter, Ed Catmull, those are three big egos, three mm-hmm. big big personalities right yeah. there. Very large. Mm-hmm. Uh, often, when a large personality that sometimes can overshadow the company leaves, the company mm-hmm. can falter. I mean, look no further than Disney, uh, the Walt Disney Company itself. Once Walt Disney passed away, mm-hmm. you know, younger people. You know, people who were born, you know, after the nineteen, you know, nineteen ninety, don't realize this. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Disney, Walt Disney Company, after Walt Disney died, mm-hmm. uh, th- that company really took a nosedive to the point where in the nineteen seventies, you know, people were advocating the company being just broken apart and sold off. Mm-hmm. That almost happened. It wasn't until um, Eisner was brought in as CEO in the eighties that mm-hmm. that he stopped that. But that that company was throughout the 70s and 80s early mm-hmm. mid 80s it was it was at threat of being broken up and sold off to little pieces to everyone else mm-hmm. and so you know look no further than the parent company itself for what happens when an iconic figure is gone yeah. and, and and sometimes mm-hmm. a company can survive i mean obviously you know people worried about apple after steve jobs died yeah and you know i think they I think they're okay under <laughs> under tim cook i think they've been okay <laughs> But you know, so they can survive, but you know, yeah. sometimes they don't. And, yeah, and a lot of um, well, they take a dip in quality until someone yes. else. You know, I mean, Disney made a lot of crap movies throughout the '70s, early '80s, mm-hmm. all throughout the '70s and the early '80s, mid '80s, and their animation and their live action and animated movies really took a dive. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until Little Mermaid came out yep. in the late '80s. 
that you had that renaissance, and then the late 80s throughout the 90s, you had that renaissance of Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin Aladdin and and, um, uh, so on. Back in Notre Dame. Yeah, Yeah. Lion King. Mm -hmm. It was one after the other. Uh, I'm not saying Pixar's going to fall off the face of the earth, but I'm saying, you know, know, it'll be interesting to see what Pixar does now that it, it doesn't have its three founders. Yeah, and I know Steve Jobs really hasn't been a part of the mix for a long time, but mm-hmm. no Lasseter, no Catmull. I don't know. It'll be interesting I mean, to see what we get. The thing about Pixar is that they usually, um, and I don't know if they do this anymore. I know they were still doing this as recently as Up. Like the the directors, the creator, the creative types that they kept that um, that worked on their movies, they kept them around. Like they would work together on some of these movies, like yeah. trade ideas and stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe one of them can do it, but I mean, like you said, especially with some animation, because the other big like animations. I mean, it's it's in the east. Uh, Studio Ghibli, yeah. like when uh, Miyazaki left, like they that was two two three years ago. They haven't made a movie since, Mm-mm. and they used to do like one a year. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm a little worried about Pixar because like those were. That's the a lot big, of, like they drove the whole company. Lasseter and so. Catmull drove Pixar. Let's let's yeah. not let's not, mm-hmm. let's not kid ourselves. And and yeah. they may not they, look. They may have have their issues. I'm not saying they didn't. Okay, but you can't deny that those two yeah. guys very talented and made Pixar what it was. So yeah. it'll know, be interesting. Yeah, I'm like I'm out of the people that you know have been removed from their positions in disgrace. Like I. Disney probably wouldn't have fired Lasseter unless they knew. It's oh, like, oh yeah. Geez. Oh, totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. So, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying oh, Disney's sure. doing the wrong thing here. Yeah, no, yeah, don't yeah, get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying, I'm di- saying you were. It's like, like that was just when, like, I'm sure they were like, "Is it true?" Is it oh, they were true? probably <laughs> they, they were probably bummed that they had to let him go. Yeah. They're like, "Damn it! Why do you? Why do you have to hug people? Why do you have to do that?" <laughs> yeah, you know, they were like, "We really, you know, God, you were so talented. Why, yeah. why, why, why couldn't you just keep your hugs to yourself?" <laughs> it's not yeah. that hard. Uh, <laughs> Bob Iger showed an emotion that day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Stephen. That's it for the news today, my yeah. friend. A lot of news. Yes, indeed. Some interesting things to talk about. Yeah. Some, some fun things to go on, going on in the world <laughs> of comics and movies, isn't there? That's right. I love it. All right, my friend. Uh, next podcast, we will come back with uh, some comic books to actually review. Mm-hmm. All right? All right. Indeed. Until then, my friend, viva la revolucion.